Kia ora and welcome to this episode of the Amateur Austin Hype. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand. My special guest with me today is Amy. Kia ora. Today we'll be discussing Letter 35 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. Letter 35. Lady Susan to Mr. De Courcy, Upper Seymour Street. I will not attempt to describe my astonishment on reading this note, this moment received from you. I am bewildered in my endeavours to form some rational conjecture of what Miss Mannering can have told you, to occasion so extraordinary a change in your sentiments. Have I not explained everything to you with respect to myself which could bear a doubtful meaning, and which the ill nature of the world has interpreted to my discredit? What can you now have heard to stagger your esteem for me? Have I ever had a concealment from you? Reginald, you agitate me beyond expression. I cannot suppose that the old story of Mrs. Mannering's jealousy can be revived again, or at least be listened to again. Come to me immediately and explain what is at present absolutely incomprehensible. Believe me, the single word of Langford is not of such portent intelligence as to supersede the necessity of more. If we are to part, it will at least be handsome to take your personal leave. But I have little heart to jest. In truth, I am serious enough, for to be sunk, though but an hour in your opinion, is a humiliation to which I know not how to submit. I shall count every moment till your arrival. Esfi. All things are falling apart. Susie's on her Susie chin. (laughs) And she's not coping. Yeah, I love that. It will at least be handsome to take your personal leave. You better come and see me face to face. Also, you're easier to manipulate in person. You're easier to manipulate in person. And also, babes, don't break up with me via a letter. I mean, isn't that how we do things now? You just break up with people via text. Uh, You break up with people. Depending on how long the relationship's been going, you can break up with the person through the format that you started. So if you're still on the first, like, few dates, like, first, like, month or so, breakup text is fine. Yeah. I feel like this has been longer term, though. So, like, if Lady Susan wasn't Lady Susan, breakup letter would be like, nah. It's been, like, three months. So I was thinking about the the dates, right? She'd been a widow four months when she goes to Langford. She has three months at Langford. And then she's saying that she's ten months a widow. So that's seven months. So add three. So she was at Churchill for three. So she's been engaged to Reginald for maybe six weeks. Damn! Girl moves quick. She does, but also it's necessary. Yeah. Have I ever had a concealment from you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Am I currently concealing right now? Yes. (laughs) We did that on another podcast. (laughs) We just read each other so well. She mentions that it's a note as opposed to a letter because it won't be going through the regular post. It'll be because mm. they're both in London. They're it, both like right by each other. Yeah. Send you a note. Again, be there the poor the like message delivery kid who's just having to like witness this drama and with like the most bland customer service expression you could possibly have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? Hilariously. Young Sheldon. When the head of his university talks to all the different other teachers about him, and she's like, Tell me how you made him miserable. <laughs> like, describe the expression on his face. 
because I could so imagine Lady Susan being like, no, I want you to watch while he reads the letter and come back and tell me exactly what he looked like. Yeah. And no, there will not be extra money in it for you. Uh, This is just what I'm due. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity, though. The sheer audacity. Have I not explained everything to you? The ill nature of the world trying to discredit me. I cannot suppose that the old story of Mrs. Mannering's jealousy can be revived again. It's literally Mrs. Mannering saying it. And also, that old story, not very old. (laughs) Very fresh story, actually. (laughs) And facts. Yeah, Yeah. As Alicia says, facts are such horrid things. She saw him walk to her door herself. Yeah. She's like, there's my husband going into his mistress's house. Yeah. How do you debate that? You really don't. And... At no point throughout this have we been given the indication that Lady Susan entertains gentlemen for any other purposes. It's not like she's one of the boys. I don't think she respects men. No. Though I don't think she respects many people. No, she she definitely doesn't. I think she she barely even respects Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. And like, they're as close to partners in crime as you can get. And she's still like, well, you really dropped the ball on that one, huh? (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I circled was, Reginald, you agitate me beyond expression. Because Jane Austen uses beyond expression and persuasion when she's talking about Anne. I believe it's when she realises that she's got the letter from Captain Wentworth and she realises that he's proposing to her. Though no one in Jane Austen ever actually says the will you marry me, pretty much. And Jocelyn Harris has got a book, which is how I remember the quote, A Revolution Almost Beyond Expression, which is not the full quote because there's a bit in there that Jocelyn's like taken out. Her book is all about persuasion, in case you can pick that up. I wonder if it's something that's from Jane Austen's own speech patterns, that beyond expression, and whether that's individual to her or whether that's something that a lot of people around her also say. Yeah, because it is a very, like, specific phrase. It's not one that I've encountered with, like, anyone or anywhere else. So it does seem to be true to her, but it's very tricky to figure out to anything else. Yeah. It's the same with Rational Creatures, which is also a web series, which my next series of the podcast is about, by the way. In Persuasion... She uses the term rational creatures, i.e. please see women as rational creatures. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be babied all the time or treated delicately. But Lizzie Bennet also uses it when she's trying to get Mr. Collins to hear her when she says no five times in a row to his marriage proposal. I'm a rational creature speaking from my heart. He's like, no, you're just a pretty lady who wants me to chase her. Oof. That is the appropriate response to Mr. Collins. I'm not sure if there's anything that she could have said that would have made Reginald come running. No, I really don't think you can fix that level of revelation. Because we know she came close to it previously when they were with Frederica. But at that point, she was already physically with him. 
and therefore could immediately do damage control in person. And we get the paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. You know how I feel about how we immediately switch into like novel mode when something is going down like that. Hearing what is going on and how things are being said. But now they're not around each other. And because this revelation has happened in like this brief moment of Reginald not being near Susan, it means that he can immediately avoid her and get that clarity of mind that is so important when dealing with people like Lady Susan. Because I think that if he did see her again, he'd just fall under her spell again. Yeah, because she would very patiently and a little bit hurt explain how wrong he was and how that hurt her. And then six to eight weeks later, he would maybe have the presence of mind to think about that conversation and go, she didn't answer any of my questions though, did she? But she's so pretty when she smiles. Aww. And she says the big words. So confusing for my poor wee brain. (laughs) But she does really well at talking about how shocked she was. I'm bewildered. Trying to form a rational conjecture. So extraordinary a change. Absolutely incomprehensible. And she ends very clearly on, I expect you to be walking out the door now. Yeah. I'm counting every moment to your arrival. Yeah. And it's like, babes, I think you were supposed to go after him in this situation. I think this is too much freedom for the boy you're trying to catch. She has lost her grip. That's also still funny, though. I love Lady Susan's letters, but even when she's, like, desperately clawing to try and get him back, I'm still like, this is fun. Yeah. You think that, like, as this was going down, Frederica and co. just had a moment of, like, yes. Why did I feel that? Like, the the reverse feeling of someone walking over your grave of, like, (laughs) just, like, a sudden feeling of satisfaction. And it's like, where'd that come from? (laughs) Probably many people in Lady Susan's life would feel that. Yeah. Things are going badly for Lady Susan. What a Uh, nice relief. I do also kind of want just to see the interaction between Mrs. Mannering and Alicia's husband, Mr. Don't Let That Woman Into My House, because I think they would be able to bond quite thoroughly over their mutual disdain of Lady Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she is his kind of foster daughter. Ah. Yeah, that's why she went to him to complain. Wait, wait. So Mr. Johnson's foster daughter, so technically Mrs. Johnson's foster daughter, is Mrs. Mannering. She married Mannering. And Mr. Johnson went, why did you marry a fortune hunter? You've got all this money. Cutting you off. And Mrs. Johnson's like, stupid girl. Uh, also, why would you expect him to, you know, he's so charming. Why would he be faithful to you? And Lady Susan was like, cool, rich friend. I'm going to come stay with you and seduce your husband. Oh my God. Okay. So it's kind of like she seduced her niece's husband almost. Wow. It does just get worse. It like, does. so the more you know about what she's done, the worse it gets. Yeah. Yeah, she would destroy any family. Wow. 
I mean, if it works, it works, but babes, clearly it's not working for you. There are a lot of commas in the final, like, in the second to last sentence, and it is a bit of a mere to read. It's just the, like, but I have little heart to jest, semicolon, in truth, comma, I am serious enough, hyphen, for to be sunk, comma, though but an hour, comma, in your opinion, comma, is a humiliation to which I know not how to submit, full stop. There's just a lot going on in that, okay? <laughs> Jane Austen does do really long sentences, but it does work so well for Lady Susan as well. It does. You get that, especially, I think, in writing, especially in kind of the writing that Lady Susan is doing right now of the, no, 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 please, 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 more, 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 more. That you, you get the run-on sentences. Though sometimes you're not expecting them. <laughs> and I remember early on one of our podcasts you saying she starts something at the start of the sentence and it's so long that by the end you've forgotten what she was originally talking about so it's yeah. easier for her to manipulate you. Yeah, it's a lot. Like she does truly just talk her way around things. I mean, props to her. She was running a successful game for a bit. I think that has come to an end though. So has this episode. Huzzah! Sick Uh That's our discussion of Letter 35 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. I'm Frances Duncan. This has been Amy. Links to the socials are in the notes. Thank you for listening, and we wish you happy reading. Do I have a podcasting voice? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. All right. I just love the fact that you had to check the, the front of the book for that one. <laughs> also, literally, this is a thing that I do. Also, like, I forget what the chapter or letter is, so that's why I keep the book open even when I'm not needing to refer to it anymore, so I can go, yes, it was letter 35 we just did. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. Here's merch of... The Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride-focused merch, too. It's on Redbubble, and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!